we really have the opportunity to be a leader. And at first, I think, as we've been talking about, a leader of ourselves, that if we can figure out what we really care about, what really deeply resonates with us and who we are and how we want to serve the world, that we can step into the practice of understanding how do I show up for that? How can I show up for myself first and then for others? Hello, you are listening to the Late Bloomer Living Podcast, where we are reimagining and redefining what it means to be in midlife, where we are gathering energy, momentum, and excitement for our next chapter via candid conversations with other midlifers about their own pivots, pitfalls, and triumphs. I'm Yvonne Marchese, your host, and I'm so happy you're here. Bruce Wilhelm was in his late 20s when he was given the responsibility of running a successful tree service business that his father had built. He took on the challenge out of a sense of obligation, even though he didn't feel ready and, frankly, had other interests. After growing the business for many years, he finally made the decision to sell the business when he was 42. He struggled with that decision, though, because he felt responsible for his employees' livelihoods. But he knew that his personal growth waited for him on another path. That midlife decision was the first of many pivots he's since embraced along his professional journey, leading him to engage in the study of leadership. I can't wait for you to meet him. He's such a nice guy. So without further ado, here's Bruce Wilhelm. Let's go. Hey, Bruce, thank you so much for being here with me today. Yvonne, it's it's my pleasure. I'm really excited to be talking with you today. I am super excited. I always like to say how I found people for the podcast, and I'm excited to say that you and I are taking a class on how to put a speech together, how to, how to tell, how to put out a big idea in the world using our story through, I'm going to give a shout out to Johanna right now. And uh, just, you know, it's been a cool class, hasn't it? Oh, it's been an amazing experience. I think I've learned so much, not only about myself and how I can tell a story, but listening to other people's stories is always so inspiring. Yeah. Yeah, totally right. It's called, uh, the the class is called, for anybody who wants to know, the class is called Craft Your Talk and Johanna Walker is uh, the one teaching us. And so Bruce and I, we've been, we've been um, meeting up as homework partners a couple of different, for a couple of different weeks and um, working together to kind of help craft what we're doing. And it's, it's been really cool. Oh, it's been fun. It's been a lot of fun. It has been really cool. So Gosh, you know, as we, because we've been working together and, you know, as we were chit-chatting and talking and telling each other our stories, I realized that you had a really cool midlife pivot. Um, Oh, I think it's been more than one, actually. I think, yeah, um, yeah, like maybe four, but let's say it's three and not, and pretend one didn't exist. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Although now I want to know about the one. (laughs) I've got to say, um, but that's cool. I'll let you, uh, I'll, I'll let you roll with it. So, so go, go back in time with us a little bit and take us to the, before your first pivot, which was you, you were running your family business, right? Absolutely. Yes. Uh, my grandfather started a tree service in Denver in 1936. And um, my dad took it over in the mid sixties. And then when he was getting to ready to retire, he came to his sons, my brother and I, and said, you know, this is your journey. Um, I want to retire. I'm going to transfer the transition, the business to you. And I tell you, I was scared to death. Like, what am I going to do? I was, I don't know, in my late 20s, mid to late 20s, I'm thinking, Mm -hmm. I don't know how to run a business. And But anyway, it happened. And um, it took about three years to transition it. And I ended up growing the business and creating a pretty good culture, Um, struggling at times with what do I do with all these people and all this stuff. It was a big business. We had about 100 employees. And um, I decided that in the mid-70s that I wanted to do something else with my life, that I wanted to explore the next adventure. So I started working on a way to sell the business. And um, I think that that was 
finally making up the decision to sell the business was a real struggle because I kept thinking that I was letting people down. My employees, my customers, what I built, my dad who had um, who had passed away. You know, just am I giving up on what I what my real destiny was without really pulling into my consciousness, really thinking about my destiny is what I create, not what other people expect me to do. And I think that was the first big sort of moment that I had to let go of what was expected of me and mm. begin to step into hopefully what was my future. Mm. So wow. I sold the business, right? Mm. Everybody did well. The new owners came in, um, ran it like they would. You know, they changed a lot of things, but I think they gave people an opportunity that was different than I was giving them when I ran the business. And I certainly got an opportunity to go out and try new things. Wow. That must have been, I mean, when you're responsible for that many people's livelihood, that's not a light decision, right? It's not a light decision. And I think that there's probably a healthy way to healthy way to think about it and maybe a conflicted way to think about it. And I noticed that my journey in this particular time was to go from feeling bad about it or it wasn't something that I was supposed to do to the place where it was actually good for everybody. And that's the way it turned out. And I think that that's, I think that's the, um, that's kind of the magic of, going through these sort of things in your life to get a different perspective. Mm. It's funny. I um, just did like last year when I was looking at bringing some people into a leadership course that I'm engaged in generative leadership. Um, I ran into somebody that was working with me in the business. And it was the funny story is that the people in the business, they actually ended up getting married while they were in the business and went on to create their own tree service. And they've had it for like 20 years or 23 years or something. She told me that one of the things that inspired her was the leadership that I brought into, into the business and into their lives together. And I thought, wow, I wasn't even aware of that. Yeah, wow. And sometimes you're you're not aware of how you're really influencing people with how you show up and how you think about things and the kind of culture you create. And I find that so fascinating in my life to see who I who I can connect with and how we can create something together. And sometimes you don't even realize what's happening and there it is. Huh. Wow. How old were you when you sold the business? I was 42. 42. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. See, so, so here you are, you, you sold the business. Did you have an inkling of what you might do next? Well, the, I thought, oh, I can retire at 42. Doesn't that sound like magical? It sounds um, magical, right? It does. Sure. Right. But and I then. knew, I really knew that I didn't want to retire. I think that it, in a sense, I, you could call me like a workaholic, but I think I get a lot of satisfaction about creating things and working with people. And I frankly think I'd be a little lost if I wasn't reinventing myself and reinventing myself and reinventing myself. I think that that is my journey to really really to be a little bit flipped, to live in my truth, is to keep figuring out how I can show up more authentically for myself and for others. Yeah. So you, so you, 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 you sold it with the intention of living easy. Yeah. Yeah. What, so, yeah. so I have a, I have a question for you. So when you were picturing that in your mind, as you were selling the business and you were thinking about what you were going to, were you going to go hang out on the beach? What, what, what were you going to do with, you know, like that oh, retirement? Yvonne, it was total freedom. Like I didn't have to worry about money. Uh-huh. I could, you know, be more available for my kids. It would just be, it was freedom. Yeah. And, but it was like, it was freedom from what, mm. you know, freedom from what? And I don't, I really ended up, there were some times that I kind of struggled with, what do I do with my life now? What's the next thing? And I, during that time, during like the five years after that, 
I tried a lot of different kinds of activities. Like, you know, I do some stuff in social media and my degrees in marketing. So I always have, I've had a passion for messaging and branding and things like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was a lot of exploration, but not a lot of like financial success. So I guess in that sense, thinking about it, I was kind of retired from the need to make money that I could go in and try things and explore and see what landed with me. Which is an amazing position to be in. Oh, absolutely. That's amazing. What, what freedom. And so you were then kind of looking for intellectual stimulation. It sounds to me like something to, that was going to challenge you in a way, am, am I on target with that or no? Yeah, I think if I was to look back at the family business, that there was so much of an expectation that I continued the business that I felt a little bit trapped. Mm-hmm. And um, so it wasn't as much intellectual stimulation, although I'm sure that has plays into it. Mm-hmm. It was a sense of the freedom to really step back and, and maybe examine what I wanted out of life for the mm-hmm. first time, right? Mm-hmm because I know it's happened a few more times. Um, It's a really interesting question. Yeah. Well, I guess the reason I was asking that is because you said that, you know, you you started looking at at branding and and you were looking at doing these things, but doing them without the need for, for, you know, a monetary, you, you didn't need money. You wanted to accomplish something that, that wasn't tied to what you were making, but but I'm sure you wanted it to be successful, even I so. I, I right? wanted me to be successful. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. And that, I think that's different than it. So I think the exploration was, what is it that's going to touch my soul? What is, it, what is it that will resonate with me and let me feel like, oh, I've got this. It's not just me building the family business. It's me doing something that... Um, that's, that's creating value for me and others. And it wasn't Um, about like stepping back and, and then just, you know, golfing or my ties on the beach or what, whatever, like what other, (laughs) what other retirement cliches can I come up with? I I don't know. I don't know, but it wasn't about that necessarily. Was it? No, I can't even imagine myself just going around and playing golf. Yeah. Um, I think mine is really a life of discovery. Mm -hmm. So what are Um, a couple of the things that you tried after? What would you do? You know, it's, it's been sort of like client, we talk about the ladder, the corporate ladder, the ladder of success. I think mine has been a ladder of awareness and understanding. So um, I took the branding education I had and I used in the family business and I was messing around with trying to figure out working with some people around social media and I was intrigued by it, but it wasn't, there wasn't anything that really resonated that was grounding for me until um, I started talking to a couple of video storytellers and I thought, wow, there's something here about telling stories. And it was the power of getting somebody into what really happened in your life and getting them to like think, oh, I want, and they were doing branding videos. So it was all about telling a company's story mm-hmm. in a way that got somebody engaged with the owner of the company. I'm thinking, wow, I really like this. And I have, I tell people that I was seduced into storytelling, into visual mm-hmm. storytelling. So I started doing some video production and we, and it was so intriguing to me because I was able to ask questions and explore with people what really made them tick and why they're get their pull their why out. And for business and branding, the why is what it's really about, I think, because that's where that's where you need to land. And people need to, if you're doing business with them, they need to land in your care. And that was so fascinating to me 
that that I spent a couple of years just working with people on a small scale to do video storytelling. I worked with a nonprofit called the Big Idea Project to help them communicate their curriculum and develop curriculum and tell the story to their mentors and to their students and to their community. And I thought that's that it just is so like it's like fireworks, you know, you it gets people really engaged in what you're doing. And I it I don't know, it's that's yeah. where it was landing for me. I, I it's very similar to the the work that I've been doing, um, doing branding photography but not not yeah. videos, but photography for people. I love the process of sitting down with um, you know, a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, somebody who's got their own small business and talking to them about like who they are. So what's important to them about the business, but also who they are behind it, because that's kind of what we're, we, we, we kind of do both. We show maybe some, some of them working, some behind the scenes. And then also I love to have people incorporate some part of their life that's important to them that they feel is, is, is worth sharing with, you know, their customers, their audience, so that they can get to know them, you know, and so fun to, to find ways to create visuals to help tell those stories with them and just, just getting to know them. Um, you know, I'm imagining, imagining the stories that really come out of the picture, the photographs that you take of these entrepreneurs as you get them to really like lighten and show up, like gain the light of being in their, in their profession and what it means to them and how that shows in the photography. Cause that's a story too, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, it sounds, it's, you know, you're like, oh, it's a business, blah, 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 blah. But really these are humans behind the business, right? This is, this is who they are and, and, and what's important to them. Like you said, it's the why it's, it's what, hopefully it's what drives them to do what they do. Hopefully they've got a mission that they're on. They all have a passion and a care that they want to bring people into. Yeah. And telling the story ignites that passion with people they can feel it right that's when they can see the story and understand the story then they get inspired to be with that business owner to be using their product and be part of their journey so how long did you do the the video production for i still do a little of it um so it's probably been eight years oh okay cool yeah Cool. Now, but you're also doing some stuff involved with landscaping, right? Because I know we've talked about how you help people to define what it is that they want for their outdoor space. I thought that was really cool. Oh, yeah. It's it's really, it's the same thing. So um, because I spent so many years in the green industry and the tree service business, I think of that I have chlorophyll in my blood and that (laughs) being in that industry has, you know, the connection with nature is really important. Um, So maybe 17 years ago, um, after I sort of had went through, oh, well, the earlier story is I went through the uh, development of technology for computer-based telephony. And that ended me went a journey in Jamaica for about two years where I commuted to Jamaica to help do call, help call centers, um, install technology, train people, and mm. then get kind of involved in that industry. And that was a very interesting um, journey for me because I, I, have a, I have a technology kind of bent too. And it was great to get something from the ground up from a technology standpoint and developing software to to help call centers run more effectively. Um, But when I, the Jamaica thing kind of fell apart and the company that I was helped work with, the person I was working with was um, stealing money from the company. So I just left. So that was one of those, I guess that's even a story I don't even like to remember, but it brought me into the landscape business thinking, I want to do something creative. I want to create things with people. And I thought, wow, the tree service was about maintaining nature. I want to create it for people. Mm. And now that business speaks to me and going to people's homes and saying, like if it was your home, Yvonne, how can we create your outdoor sanctuary? What is it that speaks to you outside and makes it worth living because I noticed that and many people go into their yard and they'll look around and say oh this is nice then they'll go back in their house rather than being drawn 
to experience their outdoor their outdoor sanctuary. Mm-hmm. So that type of relationship with bringing the craftsmen in and going through the design process and having people discover what speaks to them outside and then building it for them is so rewarding. I love that. Um, I'd like to go back to jobs that we've created. And I like to tell this story about going by a house where we did a, a new front entry and created a new like circular stairway and this garden between the, between the stairs and the porch. And I remember seeing the client sitting on the front stairs, just sitting there. And I, I said, hi, what are you doing? She said, I'm waiting for my daughter to come home from school. And I thought to myself, wow, she wouldn't have the opportunity to go out into this beautiful friend and tree for her house and sit there and wait for her daughter unless we created that for her. Mm-hmm. That it would never have been possible. And I'm thinking, what a gift to bring into people's lives. Yeah, something that's part nature. of their every day, yeah. you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, wow. So cool. And so that's, so how long have you been doing the landscape for now? It's been 18 years and it's, it's, I like to call it an avocation because it's not, it doesn't take up my full time. I do other things as well, but it gives me the chance to work with this really great craftsman and help him in his business, help him with his marketing and then do some sales. Um, I think it's fulfilling for both of us and it's a great partnership um, because it's clearly aligned towards building these outdoor spaces and he brings the craftsmanship and I bring the design and the coordination and the, and the project management and help the customer figure out what really is going to work for them. Mm-hmm. Like what's so really together. There's right? synergy. Yeah. I call it a, like, I call it a touch point. Uh-huh. Wow. And so, so here you are, you, you, you're, you're kind of, handed your family business with all these expectations and you 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 decide to to get out on your own I mean that's a brave step you know it is it's a brave step and maybe you know maybe you you were financially okay but it's still there's this this bravery involved were was there anything like what scared you about taking that step like Yvonne, that's a really good question. Um, I think, I think what held me back, it's really, I think, interesting in my, in my life. It's the, I think it's the fear of taking this step is that, am I, worthy to do it well I, as i mentioned earlier while i deep just letting all of these people down and then once i take the step i don't think that i think that that's not hard after i take it it's the deciding to take the step that i think mm-hmm. is hard for me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and when i'm not it's easy for me to like it's really easy for me to get involved in something new it's not so hard for me to let go of something old, something that's been in my life for a long time. Mm-hmm. Can you speak to why? I mean, I have an idea behind why that is, but why is it hard to let go? I think it's, again, the fear of disappointing people. Mm-hmm. I think it's the expectation that... Um, I think it's it's old childhood trauma. I think that I was really expected to act a certain way. And I think that that shows up now in just me sort of needing to kind of live two lives. One which is satisfying people. Another one is kind of like sort of being a little bit of an, a little bit of an isolationist, like living part of my life sort of separate from my expectations of everybody else. And I'm not sure I'm really good at integrating those two pieces yet. That Hmm. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, I think that's a challenge for everybody, right? We've got the expectations of our parents 
the expectations of, um, you know, if you're married, if, if you've mm-hmm. got a spouse, you've got expectations, your kids, you know, yeah. right. Um, yeah. And then your friends and family that have seen you a certain way and, you know, have, you know, so when you try to make a change, it's, 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 um, it can be scary for other people to watch change happen. Right. Right. To, so, so a lot of times I think people find themselves not feeling supported by the people they love only because those people just want them to be, to stay safe, to stay same, to stay the same. Don't change. I think that's true. This is good. This is okay. This is, you're good. We're good where we are. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And in the meantime, something's not right for you. And you've got yeah, or there's something like missing that isn't feeling like you're being fully yourself or able to be fully yourself and in kind of some really important relationships. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How how long did you hang on to that family business? Because I'm not sure I'm clear on that. It was 1977 to 1994. So I guess that's 15 years. Yeah. Yeah. A long time. Around somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And did you, um, you know, it's, it's funny. I mean, like you, you, you were successful at it. You, you made it work. Like you, you, when you took it on, you weren't sure you could do it, but then you did and you, you, right. Yeah. It was really a bouncy kind of journey. There were times, a couple of times where I would hire somebody to come in and I'd take a little bit of a break and sort of disassociate because it was, I think emotionally it was pretty stressed. There was a lot to take care of a lot. And I didn't know, I really thought that I didn't know how to run this business. And there were times when it, when I did know and other times when it was really stressful. Um, but I think that that's kind of life in general. And throughout the whole journey there were, when I would real, I'd have these awakenings. Oh, I do know how to do that. I do more know more than I think I know. And I do have this idea and I can I can be a good leader. And I think that those sort of sparks of awareness um, were critical to my growth. Mm-hmm. Did you my- ever have a passion for the business? Did was it ever something that excited you at all? Or was it always just this is this is what I've been given and this is what my duty is? This is what I'm I'm honor bound to take this on and keep it going? That's a really good question. I think that I, that there was an expectation that I would take it on. And from the first time when it was presented to me that that's what I had to do, I thought, oh, I could bring my marketing skill into it and I can bring my technology skill into it. I can bring these other things of me but I didn't know if I totally believed that that was it. There was still the chain of having to take over the family business and make it successful. Um, I ended up having to fire my brother after uh, a couple of years because he, he he didn't want to do it and he was an alcoholic and I just had mm. to get him out of the way. Mm. So those kind of those kind of decisions that you make along the way are really hard. Mm. Yeah, that is really hard. Um, there, I did have a, I did have a passion for growth, for my growth and the growth of the people in the business, and I did have a passion for taking care of the customer. Um, and it was interesting. I think that because I spent so many years in the business, um like doing the things like spraying trees or climbing big trees or running the high ranger or, you know, doing all the things in the business that I needed to do to kind of learn it, that there are really good memories about working on crews and the camaraderie and being productive for the day. So I guess overall, you know, it, it did, I believe that you sort of go through these experiences and then you make a big change and then you can stand on that whatever that was, and then go forward from there, taking into account everything that you learned and be more aware of what, who you are and, and what really matters to you and little steps that are big sort of um, 
plateaus. Yeah. It sounds to me like you took it, you know, and, and you, you made it, you know, you found, it sounds to me like you were able to find some, some value for yourself in there. Like you, you know, sometimes you're, you're given something and, and you can make a choice, right? You can choose to reject what's in front of you and fight it, or you can choose to step into it and find a way to make it work for you. Like for instance, uh, I, you know, I would say probably when I, right about the time I started um, learning how to do photography, I took a job doing customer service and I'm good at customer service. I can do it. Do I, I believe like you. Yeah. <laughs> but do I like it? No. <laughs> you know, it's it's it was not a satisfying job. And what I found myself doing, I, I I was not successful in the way that you were. I I took the route of feeling kind of um feeling like this is all wrong. This is all I could only see the wrongness in it and how it wasn't a fit and how I you know, and, you know, I would make myself go do it every day. And, but there was suffering involved, you know, (laughs) self-imposed suffering. Um, And, you know, so kudos to you for taking a situation and, and going, okay, well, I can put my marketing skills to work. I can put my you know, I, I care about, you know, these customers and these people who are working for this company and you, you found all the reasons to do it, to step into it until you realized it sounds like that, okay, I did that. And now, now I need to take care of, of me. I think it was the, you're right. It was the recognition that I did do it and that I did move past it, beyond it into something new for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and as I look at my life, there's been several parts of my journey, like the technology and that business and bringing it basically from the story is that we had a contract to do technology for a call center. Um, we had the software, we had the, um, we had the middle part of the software, the operating system, but we didn't have the um, client side of it. And the person that was supposed to deliver that for us didn't deliver it. So we basically, I had to go in and from scratch say, how hard can it be? I know enough about it that we'll do it. And we had enough grace from the client to spend the next six, next six months putting together the client interface for the software. And that was an amazing wow. confidence builder for me. Wow, yeah. Yeah, so it's those kinds of, experiences where you're drawn into finding your courage that I think Mm. make life whatever stage you're in and you know as I get um I think not older but maybe like I'm I was thinking about this before the podcast that I don't feel old but I feel age and I feel wisdom so that the energy that I have now for creating my life and engaging in life is more than it's ever been. But I think there's more wisdom that kind of goes along with it too. Mm-hmm. It's just, I love where I am in my life. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, where are you in your life now? I know you're, you're, you're kind of transitioning right now, aren't you? I am. I'm really, um, I've discovered that we really have the opportunity to be a leader. And at first, I think, as we've been talking about, a leader of ourselves, that if we can figure out what we really care about, what really deeply resonates with us and who we are and how we want to serve the world, that we can step into the practice of understanding how do I show up for that? How can I show up for myself first and then for others? Because I think that leadership is where the leverage is. As we were talking earlier about branding and people in their own business, if you can get people invited into something that has meaning to the world, to your story, to your passion, to your care, then I think that's 
where we get leverage. And I think it can happen in really good ways um, and create really good things where it can be something where a leader comes in with ego and, and drama and consternation for things and it can take us backwards. And so my passion right now is to bring leadership into the, into the business community and help leaders bring their, bring what they really care about into their organizations and show up in a way that's more authentic and more vulnerable and more caring. What does that look like? Like, how do you, how do you want to make that happen? I am, I've got this initiative called Boldly Living Leadership. Is it, sorry, again, is it globally living leadership? It's, it's boldly living leadership. Boldly living leadership. Gotcha. Okay, cool. And what that means is that leadership can boldly live in our lives and our organizations. And it also boldly lives on us. And it, the essence of what boldly living leadership will do is bring resources for leaders to help them, to coach them, to help them learn more about being effective leaders, to help them discover more about themselves and how they show up in conversations, how they show up with the promises that they make how they show up as not only performers and customers in their organization. So it's creating the practice of leadership kind of the same way that doctors practice medicine, that it really has to be embodied to be really authentic. And that's, I think that's a lifelong journey. And I want to help people introduce, I want to introduce people to that journey, to that practice. Yeah. And get them inspired. It's like, it sounds like it's like ongoing ongoing education for leaders. Like if, if, if you're for, for like, so, so let's say you're a doctor, you constantly have to go back, right. And, and stay up to date on the latest techniques you want to keep, you want to keep growing as in so many industries, right. There's keeping current with and, and keeping your skills as up to date as you can, even though you're in current practice, you're, you, you still stay in that learning and education mode. So, so you're bringing that to leaders. Is that it? Right. The opportunity to participate with, you know, long-term leadership practice with having the ability to go with, to get engaged with coaches if they need some coaching, mm-hmm. the opportunity to um, have, give themselves permission to continue to learn and to see things from different perspectives, to see things from a more human perspective. Mm-hmm. to basically be more conscious about how they how they show up as leaders. And I think that's in terms of me and what I'm learning, it's really showing up for myself first and then bringing that out into the world. Hmm. And so you're, is the idea then that you're going to be, um, you're going to offer like a, a way for leaders to connect to, okay, so you meet with them, let's say, and then you talk to them about where they're at in their leadership journey, and then you help connect them to a coach that's going to help them with one thing and maybe somebody else who is going to help them with something else. Is, is that the idea? Right. So I'll be the touch point for them gotcha. to figure out what sort, sort of resources they need over the long term. I would expect an engagement with a client to last at least five years. And but it's not something that's continual, that it's there as needed. So they have a resource to decide and discover what do they need right now and what does this organization need and how can how can boldly living leadership come in and support that? Gotcha. Is it sort of a mastermind sort of experience or like where you've got leaders coming together and um you know, do, do you have like, let's say five to eight leaders in a, in a group that are doing this with each other? Or is this like you facilitating a one-on-one thing and, and connecting this leader to somebody else? It's actually both. Um, there, there's an element working with the Institute for Generative Leadership that leaders can get into a, a year to three year, year long program of learning and connecting with other leaders and other facilitators to explore, get coached, and dis- and discover what leadership means to them and to their organization. That's cool. And then what there's 
Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, and then the other element is, uh, is actually working one-on-one with a coach or bringing a coach into a organization to do some basic leadership training to get people on the same page, mm. to get people thinking the same way about the direction the business is going and the why of the business. Yeah. To create what, the same the, language. What was the germ of this idea for you, Bruce? Like what, when did you, so, so you've been doing like video, um, video marketing for businesses and the, the, you've been the touch point for people who want to transform their outdoor space. Where, where did you get this interest and this, this desire to affect leaders and leadership? It really, it goes back, it, it, it starts back with the branding and the fact that you have to be able to tell your, have to be able to have a brand. And then the storytelling, the visual storytelling made that brand real and it made it possible. It made it, it made it understandable to who you were talking to, to your audience, Mm -hmm. the storytelling, it made it richer. And then when thinking about how leaders succeed and fail, that golden thread that runs through the brand, the story, the passion, that I think creates the, uh, the real opportunity for leaders to step into their true power. Mm-hmm. And I am so fascinated in my journey about coming into that realization um, that I think that's what I, why I want to share it with others. Gosh. Because it is that sort of journey about figuring out what you really care about, being able to communicate that well. Mm-hmm. through storytelling and through mm-hmm. communicating your passion to get people engaged with you so you can change the world. So, so wow, that was a big jump. So we went from, from leadership and impacting the business and telling the business story to changing the world. That's, that, that, that's big. It is, it is big because I think we all do it. We all have the opportunity to do it in really little ways. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, there's so, I mean, we've just been through 15 months of COVID where everybody's been locked down. So there's so much, I think, consideration. Everybody's considering about what what will my life be like? What am I going to move into? What do I really care about and Why? Mm-hmm. And how have the how have these the things that I've been struggling with? How do they reflect on what's next for me? So what do I need to solve, and what do I need to do, and what's mine to do, and what's ours to do, and what's yours to do? What's what's the me, and what's the we, and what's yeah. the world? So those are the things I think that as leaders we need to sort of re- think about it, resonate and figure out what's mine to do and what's ours to do and what's the world's to do. Yeah. And like, okay, so we're, you know, we're starting to open up again, but we are essentially changed. And how do we, how do we step forward into this world with, as everybody's saying, the, the, I'm putting this in air quotes, the new normal, right? What is that? What does that look like? How can we, how can we make the new normal better than the old normal. Right. I think realizing that, that it's thinking? not the, it is the new normal, but it's also the next normal. And there'll be a next normal after that and a next mm. normal after that. Mm-hmm. So I think it's understanding how will we influence those next normals. Yeah. And maybe not have them have to, maybe the next normal doesn't need to be prompted by a world pandemic. <laughs> Perhaps, you know, I've noticed it's interesting. I've noticed with, um, with a lot of the people that I've spoken to on the podcast, some of them, some people were, um, their pivot or their, their big change, their big moment of change, uh, was some, for some people inspired by a massive health issue or, um, a massive life change that, that kind of came and smacked them in the face, right? And and suddenly they had to reevaluate themselves and their life and their values and then moved forward from there. And then some people have created and generated that for themselves, much in the way that you did, 
selling the business and, and moving into the next phase of your life, not through, not through a crisis, it doesn't sound like, but for just because you recognize the need for yourself to do that. And wouldn't it be great if we take that into the bigger picture of this, this world we live in, wouldn't it be great? I mean, like COVID is kind of like the big, literally the big health issue that smacked us all in the face. Right. Right. And, and maybe, you know, maybe we can affect world change from a, from a point of view that's not so crisis induced. I agree. Yeah. I think that that's the opportunity. Yeah. The opportunity is to, you know, to step back from the normal and to really deeply see how we were affected by COVID and see what scares us and what empowers us and what excites us and get more in touch with that. Yeah. Would and you encourage bring that? Yeah. Bring that into our lives. Yeah. Step Would you forward. encourage a leader to um to take a step back from from active leadership into a, con- a contemplation or because for when I I'm I'm trying I guess I'm trying to make a a um a connection between you know leadership of the of an organization perhaps or the broader leadership to, to the self, right? If I want to affect a change in myself, I'm, I am of the opinion and of the belief that I need to step back from my daily activities for a certain portion of my day in the mornings for me. Um, for me, it's doing some meditation and becoming aware of my thoughts and starting to watch and notice what's happening in this, we, this brain of mine. Um, and then stepping forward into my day with some intention. Uh, do you, is that something that you see as, you know, part of this program for your leaders is to step back from the day-to-day machinations and needs of the, the grinding machine of the, that thing that they're leading? Well, here's a really simple way to look at it. I think that we have to give ourselves permission to be a beginner. Mm-hmm. And you know with I'm that all about that. <laughs> yeah. With that permission of being a beginner, yeah. then we can step into something new without all the drama that we create about, oh, I'm not very good at this, or I can't do this well, or I should be better, or I'm not worthy to do this. But I think it's that frame of mind knowing that we're always a beginner at something and if we can give ourselves permission to do that. Mm. And as you were talking about, I think that's what COVID has really forced is that we have to begin anew because, and be, and maybe be aware of the things that got us where we are right now in many dimensions and in terms of our humanity, in terms of how we're going about politically making decisions and moving everything forward about the way businesses work um, there's just so much that needs that we have the opportunity to help make better. Yeah. So that we can thrive as a, as a race. Oh my gosh. So boom. I, I think that's a great place to end on Bruce. Cause wow. What could, what more could you hope for? <laughs> Good. Well put. Yeah, exactly. What more could you hope for? Right. I, I'm so excited for you you know, as you're embarking on this new, you know, you're, you're in the middle of designing it right now, right? Exactly. Yeah. Still part of like your, your mid process. I'm so grateful to you for, for coming and talking to me while you're in the midst of it. I always feel like that is like a whole other level of, um, of courage to come oh. and talk about something before it's, before it's crystal clear. Yeah, thanks. You well, know. it's always the convert things start with conversations. Nothing happens until there's a conversation. Yeah. And it's I think it's the deep conversations that let things that are really important come into being. Yeah. I'm so excited. What what is coming up soon or next that you are excited about? I think it- it, it's really taking some concrete action to get leaders from organizations in in the Denver area to step into their in, into 
and step into and to commit to getting into leading or not into learning about leadership, into their leadership to come up because we've been through so much to come into the perspective, to come into the, the power that, yeah, I am a beginner and I can learn and I can look at my influence in my, in my life and my organization in the world a little bit differently, a little bit more powerfully with different awareness. And is that, so what you're going to be offering, is it going to be very local? Is it going to be a Denver? uh, Is that your focus? Is it will be Denver leadership? Gotcha. Denver leadership. Absolutely. How can people get in touch with you if they want to partner with you, talk to you, pick your brain? Um, The best way is just through, um, just to email me. Um, Bruce at boldlylivingleadership.com. All right, cool. Well, I will get that. I'll make sure that I get that in the show notes for you and any other links that uh, that I know you've already sent me some links and stuff. So we'll make sure to have that available for people and uh, see where see where you go from here, man. Oh, well, thank you so much for this experience and the chance to talk with you about oh. Oh, what life transitions. Really, that's what we're. That's what life is. Exactly. We're always in the middle of a life transition, really, aren't we? Totally. Constant. The only constant is change. (laughs) That's it. Whether we like it or not, it's happening. We can't hide from it. We better embrace it. (laughs) Exactly. Thank you, Bruce. My pleasure. Thank you, Yvonne. Well, there you have it. We're all in the middle of change every day. The challenge is not to fight it. I'm so inspired by the way Bruce leans into change continually. It's like he's got that whole growth mindset thing mastered. His journey towards his huge goal of shaping leaders in order to change the world, just wow. And it all started from taking on a challenge that he wasn't even sure he could meet digging deep into himself and working hard to make it successful, and then having the wisdom to move on to his next challenge when he recognized that he needed change and growth. If you want to know more about Bruce, I'll have that information for you in the show notes. Just go to latebloomerliving.com forward slash podcast and click on the show notes for episode 60. Thanks to all of you who have taken the time to review and rate the podcast. I really appreciate your support. And hey, the end of season one is coming up soon. I'll be wrapping up the first season with a very special episode on August 11th. And then I'll be taking a little time off to enjoy some 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 summertime with my family before launching season two on September 8th. Thanks so much for listening. If you've been with me the entire first season, I just can't thank you enough for your support. If you're new to the podcast, thanks so much for joining in. I'm so happy you found me. And while I'm gone, that's three weeks you can use to go back to those older episodes you might have missed and see what captures your fancy. I hope you are having a great summer. We may be late bloomers, but it's never too late. Have a fantastic week. Stay safe and well. Talk soon.